Hello, my name is Cade, for those that haven't met. Uh, one of the leaders here at Divergent Church. We're going to continue our series, Love Is. For those that didn't know, I, I grew up, I actually spent a bit of time in Melbourne. I had a job in Melbourne. It was actually a dream job, but something I dreamt as a kid uh, it was, it was AFL footy. So I got to do that professionally. But uh, I remember uh, my time was coming to an end. I knew it was coming. I didn't have a very good year. And I had this meeting and in the meeting they, they decided to let me go. And I was pretty distressed because this is something I grew up as a kid. And the thing is I decided to drive home, which is four hours to the farm, which probably wasn't a very wise thing. And what I was doing, I was driving and I wasn't really looking at my speedo. And next minute I hear these sirens going on and, and the car I was driving, I just got a photo of it. It was actually my first car. It's a little red Ford laser. Not a great photo there, but uh, that's what I was driving. Anyways, the policeman pulled me over and he came to my window and he said, do you realise that you were driving 130 k's an hour? That was, that's just because I was just, you know, I wasn't really thinking, thinking straight. And I'm like, it's horrified because I was also in my P's. And... The policeman asked me what, you know, why I was speeding. I don't know why he asked that. Often policemen wouldn't ask you that, but I gave him my reason. I just got let go of, you know, my dream job and, and this is the situation and I'm really sorry. I accept the consequences. Anyways, he walked back to his car and it was a bit of time, as they do, checking up your records and so forth. And he came back and he said, look, you know, usually I would give a speeding fine, but understanding your circumstance, I'm going to let you, let you go. Amazing. And, and to be honest, this, this is a great example of someone showing grace and truth. So he came with his truth, telling me that I was speeding, doing the wrong thing, going over the limit. But then he showed grace to my situation that I, was going, I went through at the time. And this is what I want to talk about tonight. Love is truth and grace. It's both. Now, I think there's, a, there's an idea out there that love um, is not telling people the truth. That, you know, it's up to people to, to, to do them. You do you, I'll do me. And so this idea that uh, it's all, you know, we just show grace to people. We just love them. Um, but that's a very worldly love. That's, that's not the love that Jesus showed. But then it can be the other side as well. We can go far the, the other extreme where it's all about truth. And you, I mean, I've seen some churches where we're holding up billboards on the street, telling people they're going to hell, which is true if they don't know Jesus. And, but what I love about Jesus is that he, he grabbed both and that they can't, one can't be without the other. Truth and grace is love together. And, and that's what I want to talk about um, uh, t today and, and just to remind you what, what what the heart of the love is series is about so we've been talking about God is love he's eternal you know it talks about 1 Corinthians 13 that faith and hope will fade away but love will stay because love is eternal we don't need faith and hope in heaven but love stays because it, it's eternity God is love and we stay in his love and this, this love, agape love, is, is not the worldly love. It's unconditional. It's selfless, as Kevin 
shared about last week. And, and something as a church, and this is what Paul was talking about, 1 Corinthians 13, maturity isn't about the gifts you have, the knowledge you have. The measure of maturity, maturity for us as Christians is the love we have for God and the love we have for people. Love is the measure of maturity for, for believers. Now, when it comes to truth and grace, by personality and upbringing, and a whole bunch of other factors, most of us, I think, will lean in one direction or the other. Now, what is grace and what is truth? Grace is undeserved favor. So, you know, God treating us better than we deserve. So we deserve death. Yet God gives us life. He, deserve, he gives us something better than we deserve. He, he shows favor towards us, even though we are sinners. And then truth, truth is a fact. It's indisputable. It's, it's, it's verified. And we know that through Jesus. Jesus is real. He is who he says he is. He is God. He is the truth. And practically, what can be the difference between grace and truth? So I just want to give some examples um, and talk about what grace people look like because there will be some that lean a little bit towards one side than the other. Grace people can be pleasant to be around. They don't ruffle any feathers. They, they cut us a lot of slack. They're easygoing. They accept us for who we are. They don't make demands. They are always welcoming and, you know, these are, these are great qualities. These are good things. We love being around those people. Truth people are just as easily to be admired. I love truth people. They have convictions and principles. They believe in right and wrong. They set standards. They speak out against injustice, oppression and evil. But what's, what does grace without truth look like and truth without grace look like grace without truth is meaningless and truth without grace is mean I'll say that again grace without truth is meaningless and truth without grace is mean you know I've um, been reading a little bit about Dietrich Bonhoeffer and he talks about how Martin Luther cheapened grace because what he did, he, he came from a place where uh, it was a lot of, about law and obligation and he started talking about you know, that the way we are saved is through grace, which is true, um, but that's all it is about. It's just about believing and I see this in the church, you know, it's just all about belief, believe, believe, believe. Just believe in Jesus. But Bonhoeffer says, no, it's about belief and obedience. And that's the true grace. When we truly receive his grace and his love, uh, we're not just going to receive it, we're going to also walk it out. We're going to let it transform us and become more like Christ. And that's, that's the grace. And we can't have one without the other. Truth and grace go hand in hand. And there was probably an element where... Uh, well, Bonhoeffer was saying that Martin Luther took truth out of grace. We need both. And so I just want you to just sit here. I just want you to, to talk between yourselves. Which one do you lean to more? 
Um, and maybe, maybe I'll give you some examples. So grace without truth, this is what it can be. I think people that have the grace without truth, they're more, they're more about being accepting and nice. You know, they, 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 this can look like being tolerant, um, but often knowing the difference between right and wrong. Well, they don't care to line up one way or the other. Grace people can be cowardly at times. This is, this is grace without truth. They often refuse to make tough decisions in life. They demand nothing from others and get nothing in return. And they accept us for who we are, but they never help us become who we should be. And so this is the people that lean towards that way without the truth side. But then the truth people are people without without grace, truth without grace, are people who are loyal to their cause, but we wonder if they're really loyal to us. They want to change us and make us better, but they don't allow for mistakes. They are quick to to cast judgment on others. They make difficult decisions, but they also make life difficult for others and for themselves. They can be slow to forgive. They inspire us with courage, but turn us off with their intimidation. And so that's someone that may be with truth without grace. So if you're a grace person, you're most concerned about being loved. If you're a truth person, you're most concerned about being right, even if it means being unloved. Both have dangers. And, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk about how they've got to be one. And, but what I want you to do first, we're going to break into groups and I want you to chat about this. Which one do you lean to? And why? Maybe it was your upbringing. You have that leaning towards being that, maybe you're that grace person. You find it very hard to bring the truth to those around you. Or maybe you're that truth person. You, you've got no problems with, you don't care if people don't like you. <laughs> so just, for me, and maybe you already know this, but I often led to the truth side. And I feel like God has really been shifting and changing me. And, and there's probably times I reflect on it, and, and thank God that God is gracious. But I remember having some, you know, I just, I don't know. So, and part of me thought that I was a man that had to bring the truth. And I had some conversations that I wish I could take back. Um, and I'm, I'm talking with non-believers where I, I'd sit, sit them down and I'd ask some probably red herring questions and I would go directly to it, bring the word. But to be honest, they, these people never really got to experience God's grace and God's love. Uh, and so there's, it's a tension. There is a real tension. And, and I will go through down at the end and maybe to give some practical things that I have had to walk through. But just some two things, um, especially those that struggle with truth. And I'm going to reflect on some people in my life that has helped me and shown the grace and truth. But you know, one thing that... Um, yeah, Richard Dawkins said this. It was amazing. Um, he's an atheist, for those that don't know. He's a very strong supporter of atheism. He's pushing and has this nearly hate towards Christians. But he did say this. He said that if I had a Christian who was my, my friend, you know, the way I know that they would love me is that they would tell me about Jesus. Because if they truly believe that I'm going to hell, they're going to tell me about Jesus. And that's how I know they love me. Now... That's a true, do we truly love the people we walk with? Are we really wanted to, you know, to, to share the truth with them? Because if, if you do love them, we will get to that place when we're walking with them to share the truth. But there's also the grace element 
that we need to walk with people. We can't be just shouting or posting things on social media without actually doing life and showing the love of Christ and the grace towards them. Now, I was just thinking about, we've got, we got some great people in our church that show great grace and truth. And, you know, I truly believe people will not grow without both. They will not. If we are just all about grace, people will stay in their mess. They need truth to get out of the mess. Grace, yes, is coming in the mess. It's walking with them. It's loving them through it. But truth is, is helping them out of it. That's what Jesus did. And, and, but we need the other way as well. You know, we need both. If We can't just be truth because sometimes truth will push people away. It will, it will actually be a time where the, you, you will actually push them away from God. Because they're not, they're not experiencing God's love. They're not experiencing His uh, grace. My brother was probably the best example I could think of, of someone who showed grace and truth in my life. Uh, I'm going to put up a, a picture. and I think some of you guys know that I grew up on a farm. And I used to drive a, a header, a harvester. That's the header that I drive. I, I actually go there every year. I go and help my brother out on the farm just for two or three weeks to help with harvest, it's just, it's just a great time to spend time with God and sitting on the header. And, and when I was 18 or 17, I remember driving this machine and it, in its day, it was, it was a million dollar machine. And I stuffed up, not just once, not just twice, three times in the same season of harvesting. One, I, well, I don't really think this was my fault. <laughs> I hit a wombat and got it stuck in the comb, and I think it was the only wombat in the area, unfortunately. Um, anyways, that was the start of the issue that I didn't mean to do, and then the next thing I did was I clipped, I actually drove through a fence, I didn't clip it, I actually drove through it. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how I did damage to the header, but um, I was just being, I don't know, I was, I was on cruise control, um, we got a GPS unit and I was on my phone, silly boy. And then to top it off, this is all in the same season, I backed into the truck, the, the semi truck that we load the grain into. And do you know, out of all those situations, because my father, my father's no longer with, with us, um, he passed away, but my father was there at the time. Do you know who I called first? Not my dad, I, I called my brother. Um, even though dad was our boss. Now, look, I'm not here to say that my dad was a horrible father. He wasn't. I loved my father. He, he def definitely cared for me. But when it came to situations like this, he was the type of guy that would get his hat, throw it on the ground, stamping on it, getting real angry at me. Whereas my brother was a guy that just put his arm around me and just loved me. And in the moment, I already had the guilt. I already knew I did wrong. And so I didn't need someone to come and shame me for already what the things I've done wrong. And that's what grace does. You know, we already know that we've done something wrong and Jesus comes alongside us and he just goes, you know what? It's a mistake. But I, I see, see you, I know you can do better. And that was my brother. He knew that I could do better. And I, I, to be honest, 
it actually just encouraged me. I, I remember straight after that, I'm like, I need to repay my brother. Like, it was like, just the way he cared for me that wanted to, so I, I did an all-nighter for him, um, and I was wrecked, and probably it was silly because I was doing some stupid things, but my brother trusted me. I mean, I would have thought, you know, he would take me off it, and my, my father would as well, but they kept me, they let me keep driving the header, um, and I, yeah, I just think of that time, but my brother also wasn't just all grace. I'll give you another example where he showed truth to me. And it was actually a time when I was doing interns and I was learning all this knowledge and I was, you know, really getting passionate about God, but unfortunately probably went more to my head than to my heart. And I got very arrogant and prideful and very judgmental. And I remember going to a conference with my my brother and it was at a men's conference and I had this, you know, I heard the speaker just take a verse out of context. And what did I do? I went and grabbed the guest speaker and told him that he took this verse out of context. And to be honest, it wasn't even that big of a deal. It was something really small. Today, I just say, what an idiot. My brother pulled me aside and just, just hammered me. He said, Cade, no one is enjoying being around you. <laughs> You are being arrogant and prideful. It's great what you're learning, but to be honest, mate, you're pushing people away. And to be honest, in that moment, it was the best thing. I, I just needed that. I forgot, you know, I forgot about, you know, it's, it's about here. It's the love you have for people. It's about walking with people. It's about patience with people. And, and not to nitpick every little thing. And my brother, just, he showed that mercy and compassion, but he showed that truth towards me. And it's helped me grow. And I know for some of you that you've had people in your life that have helped you grow. They've truly represented Christ. Uh, and I, I think for some of us who are more truth-leaning, sometimes we need to hang out with more grace people. And those that are grace people will probably need to hang more out with the truth people. So we can learn to, to grow from each other, and that's the beauty of the church. But I, I just want you now to share some people in your life that have been these, this, this example, where in the moments they have come and they maybe spoken truth over your life. And it has been a change, it's been a shift, or someone that's just come alongside you and just shown grace. And, and just loved you, and even though you made a mistake, they, they, they keep walking with you. I, I think these are things we need to remind of, that this is the type of life that we need to walk with others. If you don't have those examples, maybe you can share some bad ones. Don't name, if they're in this room, don't name their name. But where they've spoken truth, where you already felt guilty, like, and they were onto you, and, you know, and I'm, I'm sure maybe it's me. I've maybe done it to you before. That's okay, just tell your group, don't just tell me. Um, or there, there is someone that just showed you grace when actually they, you needed truth. You were just caught in the same pattern. You were, um, and I've seen this before where, you know, someone comes to you, they're struggling with something, and you're like, oh, that's great that you shared it with me, and, and then nothing happens. Whereas actually what they want is this, hey, man, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be accountable. I'm going to help you through this, this mess. And they didn't do that. So we, so then we just talked about people within our circles that we could, you know, imitate and, and reflect on and, and look at. But who's a great example of truth and grace? Jesus. Jesus. 
John 1 verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And we know, and, and depending who you are, you'll see it in the church circles or preachers often at the time, they'll, if you're a bit of a grace person, you'll start to go, look at how Jesus showed His grace. And it's true. He showed grace. He was amazing. You know, he welcomed the sinners and the tax collectors. I mean, a great example that often I'll hear, hear messages about Zacchaeus. You know, here he is in the tree, a tax collector. The, the Jews didn't like the tax collectors. His own, he was a Jew himself. And Jesus welcomes himself to his house. Now, we don't see anywhere there in Scripture where, where Jesus brings truth. All we see is that Zacchaeus has a change. And he goes and repays the people that he had wronged. And there's a change. There's a shift in this man. And that is true. God showed a genuine grace towards this person. That's who Jesus is. You know, we, we, he, was a, he was a man that children would come and sit on his lap. You know, he loved the children. He'd heal lepers, the lame and the blind. And, and the religious leaders hated for him how he showed this grace towards these people. But we need to understand that Jesus also showed truth. He condemned many of the religious leaders of his day for being lies and hypocrites. He, he talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. A lot of people don't realize that. He called all those who would be his disciples to take up their cross, to die to themselves. I mean, he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You know, he, and I think we, we, we miss this, this at times. You know, we go, you know what? Grace is about getting in the mess. True. But Jesus also told them to sin no more. You know, a great example is the adulterer. You know, he gets down. He, he shows grace towards her when the others didn't. But he also calls her to a greater thing because he sees who we can be under God, who we can become. And that is the truth. You know, and that's, he doesn't want us to stay in our mess. He'll come in our mess and walk with us. You know, he loves us, even though that at times we make so many mistakes and get it wrong. And, but as we sang before, he is a forgiver. He shows mercy even though he should judge. You know, we read, we read James um, this week in our small group and we're talking about mercy triumphs judgment. God is a judge, but he's merciful and he comes alongside us and loves us. That's why he came to die on the cross. He shows his grace by getting, but then he calls us to a greater standard and living. He wants us to not stay in that sin. He doesn't want us to stay in there. He, he, and he speaks truth. And I think, uh, you know, the grace is that when we come to God, that, that is the, the, the gift, that salvation, that grace that we should not deserve. But then God says, all right now, now that you've been saved through Jesus, you need to know that I saved you to, to, for you now to look like Jesus. You don't stay in your sin anymore. And look, that's not a, a one-day transformation, Redemption is a daily thing. And as we step 
and get to know God and experience His love for us, we are transformed and become more like Christ every day. And, and I want you to understand that the motivation for, for Christ is not that, you know, He would... Um, his motivation for us was not that, you know, he, we would be saved, um, you know, through His grace and truth towards us, but we came to be saved in His grace and truth. He didn't just show it, but we also now become the grace and truth embodiment of who Christ is. And so now we are to look and follow like Christ. We are now to embody His truth and His grace. And I want to encourage you, if you are those grace people and you struggle with truth, you need to find your satisfaction in God. You need to stop looking for it in the world and people. I would say that's why you struggle with truth. Because you want people to like you. And can I tell you, people didn't like Jesus. They didn't, because he spoke truth. And if you're a person that just talks about truth and that's all, and you struggle to, to walk the grace and see people through God's eyes and have mercy on people and compassion, I want to encourage you that God has mercy and compassion on you. You are not better than others. You know, I believe that Christians who are judgmental at times often have a higher view of themselves. But we need to understand that the gospel message is that we are all sinners. We all fall short. It's only through Christ that we are made right. It's only through Christ that we are righteous. And when we understand that, we should have a compassion and mercy towards others around us. And yes, you may be longer on the journey with Christ. You know, you may know God more, but I encourage you that you were there one day. You have been caught in sin. You have struggled. You have turned your back on God at times. Yet God loved you and cared for you and was willing to do the journey with you. We desperately need grace and truth in our lives. And, and I want to encourage you that to come and sit at Jesus' feet. Let Him fill you. Let, him, let that love surround you. That's what we've been talking about, love is. This message is not about you going to go and have, you know, you strive to have more truth and strive to have more grace. I truly believe that love comes from God. And it's not until we have that relationship and love with God, we will not be able to step out and be like Christ. And so this whole series is not about you doing more, needing to love harder. You know, this is actually about, no, you need to turn to God and actually learn who He is and see how He sees the world, having His eyes and His love. And as we have a love for Him and receive His love for us, that love will flow, flow through us and that truth and grace will flow through us as we walk with others. 
Now, I had someone this, this morning, and so I will give you some practical tips, because it is a challenge, there's tension. And, and, and God has shown me some ways, so maybe I could just share some things with you, you know, tonight, so that you can take away. And so, when it comes to truth and grace, either side, all right, we, we started that, start with the Spirit. So, you, you're getting to a situation and you're unsure, how do I respond to this situation? Ask the Spirit. It's been the biggest help that I've ever had. I, I remember going into situations where I knew that I had to bring the truth. And I decided to fast and pray for the people I was, I was meeting with. And these are non-believers and believers. And it was just amazing when I, when I come to sit with them, the Spirit just worked through me. And I, at times I didn't even say anything. But the Spirit would just work through the other person. And they would just start speaking about the things they're doing wrong. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. I don't even have to bring this up. The Spirit was convicting. Or the Spirit helped me to have a love for that person. Because at times we get angry. We get annoyed. And that's our flesh. And so I would encourage you to start with the Spirit. That's where the love comes from. You know, talking about being full of the Spirit. It's talking about full of love. And, and that's... We want to come from a place where if we're going to speak truth, it's got to come from the place of God's love um, and compassion towards the other. The other one is the people that we walk with, are we in relationship with them? Are we wanting to do the journey with them? You know, to be honest, when, it, when I've had to speak truth into someone's life, it was hard to do it with someone that I had hardly invested in. Or walked with and actually looking back I wish I had spoken more into these people and showed grace towards them and so that is what the grace element is it's walking with people getting in their mess um, and when you get to that place I guess a great example would be like a relationship bank I don't know if you ever heard of the relationship bank the more interest you put in the more you can take out See, truth people are all about just taking out. You're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And you go, well, have I done anything right? Have, are you going to encourage me in anything? And that's, that's the grace people. And what they're doing is they're, just, they're speaking life in, they're encouraging, they're, it's, and it's great. But then there is a point where, you know what, they're on the wrong track. You know, they're heading to a cliff. And we need to help God. That's what the church does. We help guide each other on the right path to walk in the will of God. Because unfortunately, if we don't, the money that's been put in is, is it's, I don't know what the word is, but you know when people put bad money in, invest in certain things, it, it gets rotten. And their, their journey can go to the wrong spot where God doesn't want them. And truth is about bringing them to alignment and to where God wants you to be walking in His will. And so that's, my encouragement is, one, are you walking with the people at, that, that once you get to that place, you can speak truth. And if you're a person that, you know, I'd encourage you, before you start speaking truth, start investing in them, encouraging them. You know, and, and truth is not about bringing people down. Truth is actually speaking people to a higher standard. It's going, you know what? I see this in your life. I know this is who you can be because this is where God wants you to be. 
This is who you are, a true son and daughter of Christ. You can become like Jesus. You, every day I see it in you. Maybe you can't see it in yourself, but I can. You know, that's sin. Don't, we're not going to, we're going to, this is where you can be. And I, I think that's the truth that we need to be speaking in, not condemnation. It's a, it's a truth that's going to grow and build people up, to call them up and go, you know, this is what God can do in your life. I'm going to finish with prayer. Um, and maybe, again, you guys can chat about those things. But maybe you just pray for each other. Maybe you have a struggle with, uh, yeah, wanting people to like you. That's, that, is, that is a genuine heart issue that that's why you can't share truth. Because you're afraid that if I share truth to this person, they're going to they're gonna walk away. Or maybe you're the other side where you struggle to love people. You, you struggle and so you're, all you're about is black and white truth. And so you want God to ignite this compassion and mercy in you and, and, in, and encourage you that, to have the Father's heart for people. And, and maybe that's what I'll just, we'll finish on and you guys can pray with, but I'll just finish with prayer. Father, I just thank you that we can come tonight and remember that your love is truth and grace. Not one or the other. You show both, Father. And, and I just pray that we as a church reflect both. I pray that we will get in the mess like you got into our mess. I pray that we will help people out of the mess like you've helped us out of the mess. And I just pray, Lord, that we will see this church, uh, people within this church, they're going to grow in their faith because of your grace and truth. And I just pray, Lord, that, yeah, that we, we, we just want to have a relationship with you. I pray that your love will overflow in our hearts and minds. It will overflow to those around us. And, and we cannot do it by striving, but we do it because of our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.